0: Sunday night, nine o'clock. History Channel, season four. The food that built America. We love to eat, so let's talk to a host, Adam Richmond. What's up, Adam? Hello,
1: Adam. Good morning. How is it going? Thank you for having me. Good. We're big fans of Adam Richmond, and the you know it was cool season one and two because it was you know Hershey and Heinz ketchup and all those iconic brands. But it looks like this season four, you've kind of come. Uh, Current with
2: Chick-fil-A, Starbucks, Buffalo Wings, right? Well, absolutely. And we kinda like chose a different approach. I think the first season was all about the big boys, the icons, you know. Yeah. The people that lent their name to the iconic brand. So Heinz, Hershey's, Mars, um, Reese's, things like that. Um, then all Kellogg's. Then the second season was really about the rivalries like McDonald's versus Burger King, Coke versus Pepsi. Popsicle versus Good Humor. Season three was sort of, um, I guess, sort of like the spectrum within any category. So the rise and fall of famous Amos and the continued rise and rise again of (laughs) Mrs. Fields or Betty Hanna and TGI Fridays with the sort of raucous adult fast casual. So this season, they really just kind of expand the ideas of. You know, these food industries and all the other industries they touch. So this season, like you said, not only is it more modern where we talk about the chicken sandwich wars that happened between Popeyes and Chick-fil-A, but also, as you mentioned, the episode that we have on March 5th, which is called Flight of the Buffalo Wing, um, where we get into the origin story and how and why and who, but we even get into spirits like Cuervo and Smirnoff. We talk about pet food. Um, we talk about uh, sporting goods, uh, brands like Rawlings and Spaulding and Wilson. And <laughs> you
1: don't – go ahead. I was just going to say that is just such a great premise. This could, you could do this show for another 10 years. History Channel, did you hear what this man said, please?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the executives are listening yeah, right now you online. So you have a good life. Hey, you know what's funny is, on Sunday, you know, and I'm not sure we could get into the topic matter, but the breakfast that pops, it's amazing to me. And I'm not a huge coffee sure, drinker, yeah. but like Starbucks, you could go two in the afternoon and the line is halfway down the block. It's amazing.
2: And what's crazy is the guys who founded Starbucks did not found what it has become. That's the thing that's so kind of crazy about it. They learn and what the, the best thing for me is seeing all the crazy connections between these companies that I didn't know, like how, okay, uh, Nabisco wanted to outmaneuver Sunshine baking, so they wanted to copy the hydrox, so they got chocolate from Hershey's. Reese's oh, wow. was um you know, a hustler and an entrepreneur and trying to make something happen. And who did he get fired by? Hershey's. Where did he steal the chocolate that he was working with from? Hershey's. Who did he eventually (laughs) get bought by? Hershey's. So this season, in the peanut butter episode, for example, I didn't realize that one of the dudes who helped create Peter Pan peanut butter ended up getting screwed over kind of by both his partners and a little bit by the government. And he pivots to create Skippy. Um, or even this season, we even talked about things like the UPC barcode. And think about how that changed the world as we know it. I mean, there would be no Q code. There'd be no little scanning little things behind. You used to, be, you used to have to bring your groceries to the register, and they would have to look up each item in a price book and type them in manually. Can you imagine, you know, this thing? And it all started with a kid from MIT carving Morse code into the sand in a beach in Miami. And suddenly he realizes by pulling his fingers vertically instead of writing a horizontal code, he makes these bars. Some are fat, some are skinny. But it's a code that can be wow. read from any angle by a laser. All right,
0: stop it! We've <laughs> learned too much. We got to. I think we got to end this. <laughs> hey, hey, Adam, you, you mentioned finger. Okay, uh, we will just talk about Thurman burgers and Yeah, no, no, we're no, 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 no. okay. So let. T- so I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Pr- let's get Adam's opinion on this, though. You mentioned peanut butter. And my partner Jerry Jeff here Jeff is the king. claims that he's the peanut butter expert. So what I did one day, Adam, during the show, is I brought in like six different peanut butters and generic peanut butter.
1: The generic.
0: He couldn't tell the difference. I'm telling you. I know we have our favorite peanut butters, but you can't tell the difference between generic and and their name
2: brands. I don't know. I think I think certain ones, certain ones. If if you love them, like. When we did this whole thing with Pepsi and Coke, and I did it again on Modern Marvel's Anatomy's The 80s on History Channel, I could tell the difference between Pepsi and Coke. I still think sure. that's I think most people, and I think that, you know, I feel like Darth Vader, like, he's more peanut butter than man at this point. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I, you know, Nick Jonas' underwear modeling contract is safe. So I think I definitely have a body made by peanut butter. And, when it, and I know my way around the business end of some Skippy. And when,
1: when, <laughs> and when it comes to uh, the Cola Wars, RC always had a, uh, a a unique flavor, different from Coke and Pepsi, and I always thought RC was okay.
2: Absolutely. And then there's all, the, all those wonderful regional sodas. Yes. I thought I was a good regional soda dude until I... Went to Andrew Zimmerman's house, mm. so I love root beer, and I was super into it. But you know, like the, the regional sodas, you know, like people don't know you get knee high and cheer wine and right. Park and these wonderful little um, regional uh, flavors that Faygo. you can get in other places. And so, yeah, but this season, like, I'll just say this to any pet lover, for example, we do episodes on pet food Okay. to realize that before, before the 20th century, dogs were Purpose driven beasts and they were scavengers, and cats were little more than pest control, even though there's records and cave paintings of humans having animals for companionship as far back as 30,000 years ago. But we never let dogs and cats in our home, and then suddenly, with the advent of kitty litter and pet food, we take our work animals and our pest control animals and make them parts of our family just hey, with these two inventions.
0: Well, Adam is a family ahead of a family of five. I'm treated worse than the pets, so. I mean, they're, they're, they're hey. And hey, with uh, the
2: economy, we could all be eating pet food yeah, soon. Exactly. Seriously, someone give this man a tummy rub. Please. Yes. <laughs> hey, Adam, have you heard? We were talking about this on yesterday's
0: program, but we kind of teased everybody and said we're going to ask Adam about this when he's on. And by the Ooh. way, we want you to listen, our watch Sunday History Channel nine o'clock for food that built America. Ice cube on a burger, yay or nay?
2: Ice cube on a burger?
0: Yeah, when you're frying it up, these chefs It's kind of a thing. It's kind of a thing now, and we figured we'd ask you about it. The guy from uh,
1: that chef- Andrew Gruel posts it on Twitter all the time. A lot of the chefs do the ice burgers.
0: And the guy from MasterChef with the glasses is big on it, too.
2: I don't. I. I've never seen it. Lord knows, you know, in, between fifty-nine episodes of Man vs. Food, you know, twenty-some odd of Man vs. Food Nation and Best Sandwich, I've never seen it. I've never. While you're cooking it. it, by
0: the way, we should say.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I finished. I figured it's <laughs> <laughs> not like a topping. Like I'll <laughs> take extra pickles and two ice cubes. You no, know, yeah. but I, <laughs> yeah, I think no. I, I think that this is. Uh, I mean, I, I understand why, right? Because it keeps the other part to temperature and moistens it and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know, um, between George Motes and um, Mike Puma from the Gothenburger Social Club and filming in Oklahoma at El Reno, um, and again, even the Thurman Cafe. I still do something I learned at the Thurman Cafe. I, um, I absolutely positively do a, um, I, I have a squirt bottle where I either put like beef stock or I'll put water, and then when oh. I want to melt cheese – I, you make a ring around the burger, then you put like a metal bowl upended, like a dome, and it collects all that steam and it melts sure. the cheese, and then you can take it away. So little things like that, but the ice thing is 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 new. But you know, look, you know, there's many ways to skin a cat, and probably twice as many to take yeah. it into a hamburger. Yeah. So. But uh, let me ask you guys this question. All because right. this is the episode we have on March fifth. We go into the origin of the wing, the buffalo wing, and the origin story. For you, for you, drums or flats, ranch or blue cheese.
0: Ah, blue cheese,
2: flats, and it began at the Anchor Bar in Buffalo, right? One might think, however, <gasps> the, and even even within that story, there's variance. But apparently. There was an African-American man named John Young who had a restaurant named Wings and Things on a street called Jefferson Avenue in Buffalo, which was essentially the black main street of Buffalo in the middle of the 20th century. And he had been to Washington, D.C. in that mid-Atlantic area. And anyone who's been there knows about something called mumbo sauce, which is like a faintly Polynesian um, sour, hot, sweet sauce, bread okay. sauce. And he opened Wings and Things based on a Wings and Things there – and famously, John Bellissimo was a customer at Wings and Things. And when race riots and racial tensions escalated in the 60s in Buffalo, John Young and his family moved to Tulsa and then later Chicago. And in their absence, the Bellissimos, the, the, the story was either that they got wings instead of the necks and backs that they used in sauces. The son and his friends were drunk. They wanted some food. She fried them up because it was the quickest way to do them and made a sauce with Frank's Red Hot and Margarine and served it with blue cheese and off to the races. Now, that aspect, that sauce, the buffalo sauce and the blue cheese, I think everyone is giving to Anchor Bar hands down. But in terms of popularizing the spicy red sauce wing in Buffalo, we're actually, the belief is now that it's John Young. Oh, we've See, learned too we, much. We learn my everything brain's gonna, My
0: small brain's going to explode. Man, I wish
2: we had more time.
1: Uh, I got so many questions for you. We'll do it next time.
0: You got it, brother. Thanks, Adam.